You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we're back a Shen. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 32 of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Croshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Wednesday evening? I'm doing pretty well overall. Um, not too crazy of a day for Chase, so just been kind of chilling. I know I had a little bit of medical testing on, but it was, it was light work, so it wasn't like anything crazy. So other than that, you know, just just regular work day. Came home, took a little nap, and chilled. So doing, I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty solid. Not much happened today, but making some steaks tonight. I'm so excited. And uh, for Christmas, I got a meter plus, and it's one of those um, wireless thermometers for, like, you know, meats and stuff. So yeah. uh, I got that plugged into the steak right now. I can read you. Right now, live on the show, we're setting 54 internal. So I figured uh, w- what I do, my method for steak, at least as of recent, is – put her in a low and slow oven, bring her up to the temp I want, pull her out, let her rest five, 10 minutes, then sear hard, get a nice crust on the outside. So right now I'm aiming for 130. I'm sitting 55 internal. Um, I'm a medium rare guy. 130 is solid, but I feel like after the sear, I might get closer to 140. So um, we'll see how it all works. First time using the meter. So We'll see how it goes, but got a got two different types of steak. So I've got a regular fillet, and then I've got a fillet with bacon wrapped around it. So interesting. Yeah, me and my my roommate gonna be having those. So it's gonna be good. But on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, gonna be talking about some uh, well, some rumors that maybe just maybe Tampa might be looking into acquiring a certain player from Vancouver. Do a little game review, game preview after commercial break. Talk about news around the league, including the NHL reaching a multi-year extension with, um, what would you call it, Chase? A broadcast company? Would that, would that work? I would, uh, if you want to make it very generic, <laughs> I guess that works. Yeah, well, we don't want to announce it right away. Come on. You got to have the people yeah. sticking around. Yeah, I guess that works. Who knows? Who knows who it is? Maybe it's Netflix. Oh, I don't know. That would, that would be interesting. <laughs> All right, well, let's hop right in, talk about Tampa. Uh, maybe they're going to be back a Shen? I, you did say it twice, really? Yes. That's just, that's just horrible. I can live with the once, but the twice just... Uh, anyway... There, there have been some reports out there that the Tampa Bay Lightning would be looking to possibly reacquire Luke Shen, uh, you know, former light, Lightning Bolt, <laughs> uh, whatever you want to call him, I guess, former, you know, member of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, out in Vancouver right now, he's a good, rock-solid 
you know, bottom pair extra defenseman can step in, not really make any mistakes, isn't going to necessarily elevate your team, but like he's not going to hurt you on the ice. So I can't imagine the return would be anything crazy, you know, be like a middling draft pick, uh, uh, middling lower end prospect, something kind of along those lines. And I definitely would have no issue with that for the playoff run. Yeah, I'm not against a little reunion with Luke Shen. And like you mentioned, the best part is it shouldn't cost all that much. And uh, to give less capital, bring back a player that we know can be formidable on that that bottom D pair is something that I'd love to see. Um, by the way, the meter plus actually gives you time remaining. There's 28 minutes remaining on my cook, and then I'll be done at 1.30. So this might be a little shorter of an episode. That's... You know what? That, that's that's very neat. I'm I'm so happy for you, Mike. Thank you. All right, game review, game preview. Uh, one to look back on because the Vancouver game tonight has yet to happen. But Seattle, uh, another one for Tampa. I mean, Seattle has looked better than I think most people expected this year, but they're still not up to the caliber of the Tampa Bay Lightning. No, nobody's up to the caliber of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, it obviously. Seattle, we talked about it. They won, went on a little bit of a run. They, they were playing some okay hockey and, you know, did okay on their road trip. They had an okay eight-game winning streak, and we're like, nah, 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 nah. That, that, that's done here. Good win for Tampa. And when, when you get to a win streak of that magnitude, it, it's hard to keep it going. Like, you feel like your team's firing all cylinders, but you just you also kind of know that the loss is coming. You just don't know when. So some, it always kind of looms in the back of your mind. So they're – they might be slightly relieved that it happened because they might be able to play a little bit looser and just a little more uh, free now for Seattle. But we don't worry about you know too much about them anymore because you know we're, we're done playing for the year. They're, they're on the west side. Uh, we don't have to worry about them. But good win for Tampa. Uh, just kind of our game. It was an exciting third period. Not, not really anything too crazy going on um, in the first two, but in the third period, that's kind of where all the magic happened, and we we, we just prevailed. The the guys that have kind of been you know I mean for us been have our our sung heroes um, and you know some. Compared to the rest of the league, a bit of the unsung heroes of Nick Paul, Brandon Hagel, you know, guys that aren't really like they don't get the attention um, a ton in other markets. But those guys have just been playing really well that they're rolling right now. Had a couple goals in this game. Uh, it, it's just everything that you'd love to see leading up to, you know, this last little stretch of the season. Yeah, it's huge to see Paul at 16, Hagel at 17 goals. Guys that, well, Paul was a bigger contributor than the likes of Hagel when it came to the last playoffs, but guys that we were expecting. You know, solid things from this season, and they've been proving themselves, so it's been good to see. Oh, yeah. All oh, right, yeah. Tampa versus Edmonton. This comes on January 19th, Thursday night. Edmonton's been a good team. They've got the leading goal scorer, le- or, yeah, leading goal scorer too, right? Yeah. McDavid's leading everything. Unless I, unless I miss something, then yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure McDavid still leads in goals. He leads in points, obviously. He's got yeah. such a lead on everyone when it comes to the actual points category. However, where they drop off a little bit, uh, their goaltending, Stuart Skinner's been solid. Jack Campbell can't really say the same. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. Yeah, it's it really comes down to how McDavid and Drysdale take over this game. If like McDavid is the driving force here, Drysdale is an incredible player as well. And honestly, like, analytically, he's having a bit of a down year for what he normally does, but still got second most points in the league because he is a great piece to work with McDavid on the power play, and he's just an awesome second line center to have. Essentially, uh, sometimes they play together. Obviously, that that's deadly too. But when they're when they're split apart, it's it's a really great combo. But it really just comes down to how much these guys want to take over, especially Connor McDavid. 
because he, he just kind of can when, whenever it's like, all right, this, this is my time. I'm, I'm just, I'm winning this hockey game. Like he can just kind of go out there and do it. It's, it's been done a lot of times in this league, you know, by, by this kid, by players of, of his magnitude. When you look at the rest of this team though, like the, the scoring really just isn't there. You know, uh, Nuge is doing his, you know, his best because he's playing a lot, a lot of minutes with McDavid. He's at 53 points. Um, you know, you see Zach Hyman is, is doing well overall too, because he's getting those opportunities, but like really as, like, as a whole, I, I just, I just don't think this is like a very good team. <laughs> you know, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. I think the Edmonton Oilers are very inconsistent because they have the best player in the world. They have another player that's likely a top five player in the world right now. But if teams are able to eliminate and not even eliminate because that's going to be super hard to do, but even keep them, you know, off the scoring sheet three, four times, this is a team that really can't do anything else. I mean, these two really drive this team. So if Tampa's able to limit McDavid and Dreisaitl, I think there's a win coming for Tampa. Yeah, you, you can't necessarily like say, all right, they're gonna shut down these guys and like you're gonna win. Like, cause, like there's always the potential that you, no matter how shut down you are, they can just dominate. So you, they, limits the perfect word. You, you just hope you can, you know, negate as much of their offensive prowess as possible, and then you should be fine. Thank you. I am perfect all around. So yeah, that's <laughs> you know, totally I just what I said. Found that perfect word easily. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. All right, January 21st, Saturday, we've got the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Calgary Flames, the other team that participates in the Battle of Alberta. This team, not as um, potent as the Edmonton Oilers with them having their top lines, but definitely more well-rounded is this Calgary team. Yeah, they definitely are. It's a solid team, a team that's going to be in that playoff battle all year long. It just... It's as you kind of said. It, it's not necessarily top heavy. You know, you, you got obviously you know um, in the offseason, Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger. Those are great additions for the Flames. Those guys, you know, are, are filling a solid role. It's a little underwhelming for you know what, what Huberto's been doing point wise, but he's still an incredibly talented player. Maybe the pieces around him aren't elevating enough, you know, for lack of a better term. But still, a very solid roster all around. Some you know good scoring throughout the lineup, and Jacob Markstrom is for years has been one of the league's better goaltenders. Maybe he doesn't get the credit he deserves and, you know, is having a, a kind of a down year for him, but he still has that ability and he can still find it. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to call my shot in this game. I don't know who's going to get it, but one of these teams, you know, their top two goalies, uh, Vasilevsky, Elliott, and then Markstrom and, and Vladar, none of them have shutouts yet. I, I'm calling it one of these goalies are getting their, whichever one starts getting their first shutout of the season. One of them are. And it's going to be Vassy because Jacob Markstrom yeah. going to continue his tough season as the Tampa Bay Lightning going to take this one for nothing, calling the shot. All right. You know, I, I like it. I, I, I think for nothing might be a little bold. I was thinking more like a, like a two nothing. T- take the under in this game. Just take, just take the under if you're betting, just in case. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it with the first half of the show. On the other side, going to be talking about some news from around the league. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57, and for the NFL divisional round, check out the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at even bigger payouts with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. After coming back from a 27-point deficit, 
Can Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars push their way into the conference championship? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks much for sponsoring the show. Chase, one thing that I've figured out using this Meter Plus is my oven is not correct. Like, at all. Why is that? Because <laughs> it gives you internal, your target temperature, but also the ambient temperature. So, you know, temperature of your grill, oven, whatever you're going to be using. I have my oven set at 235. And right now, it's been hovering between 202 and 208. So it's likely 30 degrees off. That's, that's a bit <laughs> steep. That's not ideal. I know, right? What is that? Anyways, yeah. Chase, let's talk about Sirius XM as they reach a multi-year extension for the NHL. That, 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 that's what you were talking about? Shucks. I know. I, I'm sure uh, you thought Hulu or something. I, I totally thought we were getting on Paramount+. Plus, But <laughs> yeah, the NHL... Reached a multi-year extension with Sirius. Uh, they've had a lot of financial coverage over the years. It's going to continue to happen, which is good. Um, you know, when some, sometimes when I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going on longer trips, usually I'm listening to music on my phone, sometimes podcasts. But if I'm not feeling the mood, I'll, I'll flip on, you know, like the NHL Network radio station on Sirius XM. I'll listen to that when, when I can get games. You know, like there's sometimes there's games on there. I'll, I'll listen to the games too. Sometimes, it, you know, just obviously when, when the time, you know, those times come. But it's 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 good. It's it's a good you know little extra bit of exposure for for the league having those channels there. So one might be scrolling through and be like, huh, I don't know what hockey is. Let me listen to it. And then all of a sudden they become big fans, like like the Tony guy back in you know all those years ago, St. Louis watching the game. You, you never know. But it's 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 a solid deal. It def, definitely going to work out for both sides. I feel like Sirius XM is like the only, I guess, radio waves. What do you even call it? That is, like, still relevant because, I mean, FM and AM, they're around, obviously, but I feel like people most of the time have their phones plugged in. They're listening or, or their phone's Bluetooth, and they're listening to that, or it's Sirius XM. Like, I feel like it's very rare where I actually get into a car and people are listening to FM or AM radio. Yeah, it's it definitely seems like it's it's rare and really the only thing i listen to locally like would be like like sports stations and i think that's going to be the case for a lot of sports fans so they listen to their their local sports network especially if they are fans of the teams in the area but yeah like people our age i really i don't think it's happening very much where they're like oh let me go flip on the country station let me go flip on the classic rock station like i, I just it's not happening as much yeah and i can tell you i am not flipping on the sports station here because I do not care about the Colts or the Pacers. So. Yeah, you know, that's, that's fair. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Yuri Slavkovsky as this was a kid drafted extremely high, maybe even shockingly high by the Montreal Canadiens. Rough start to his season, and now we're going to talk about how it's just continuing to be rough for the rookie. Yeah, the report is three-month injury for Yuri Slavkovsky with an LBI, lower body injury. And that, that's tough. Like he, he's physically, he's a player who's been ready for the NHL and it was kind of known last season, but you know, maybe his game wasn't fully there. Uh, Montreal takes him first overall and he stuck with the team all year. Hasn't really gone down. They didn't own the world juniors, both things. I think that might've been beneficial for him, but nonetheless, he played now he has this injury that potentially, essentially it could be season ending. Um, not saying it's like, Oh, this is a 
torn ACL out for a year, but like by time, you know, his timeline is, is back. If he's only going to play in a game or two, like what's even the point? You just leave him out and then you bring him back next year. So this potentially could be the end of his rookie season. A bit of an underwhelming one overall, but keep in mind, you know who else had a underwhelming rookie season in these last couple of years? It was Jack Hughes. Yeah, okay, and, well, no. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. He stayed underwhelming. Um, no, Jack, Jack Hughes has really turned it on and he's become a stud in the league. And I think you're going to talk about the draft process last year. I think he's someone who's a legitimate 70 point guy could, could be a 35 goal scorer for you. And I, I still think that that upside exists. It's just going to take him some time. Like I expected. So just be patient with him. Montreal fans. I, I know you guys are, I know you guys understand where the team is. Um, but it's, it's not to the point where you should be calling this kid a bust like everyone likes to. Not, well, not saying for him, but everyone likes to call kids bosses early in their career. Yeah, of course. Well, Chase, we talked about, what was it, 10, 20 top candidates for the trade deadline coming up, and we just had a massive trade. However, shockingly, neither of these players were on that list. Yeah, it's it's very shocking. I, you know, I don't know how we missed both of them, but we, we saw today the Sanjay Sharks traded away Jasper Weatherby to the Detroit Red Wings for Kyle Crisculo. Just <laughs> earth-shattering news. Uh, the Two of the league's most premier players, just like that, swapping teams. I, like, Can you imagine the impact on the salary cap? Oh, oh man, just just large. But in all actuality, uh, Kyle Crisculo, I don't know last time he's played NHL games. J- Jasper Weatherby played in 50 games this year, um, or last season, I'm sorry, excuse me, and had 11 points. And I, I think he's a, a solid player. He's a big boy from Sweden. I think he's a you know a good depth type of guy. But this trade really, it's just it's just so minimal. But we haven't really had any like trades or big news around the league in, in a while. So we, we got to hype it up a little bit. Got to talk about something, right? Yeah. All right. Well, David Krejci, he is nearing the a thousand game mark, and this is a guy that he left the NHL. What was it? Two years ago? And well, I think it was just last year. I think only went for a year. Oh, okay. So yeah, but but now he's back and he's nearing the a thousand game mark. Yeah, and maybe it was two years. I don't know, but like David Krejci, he left to go play over in the Czech Republic. He, who knows? It could have been a family thing that he wanted to be back around his, like his family for whatever. Um, but he left and he was still putting up good numbers. It's like this, this guy's you know still a locked loaded top six NHL or what's going on? And then he comes back and he's still playing very well. So that. Thousand game market, it's approaching, um, you know, pretty rapidly. He's gonna hit it. Um, he's gonna join that pretty cool exclusive club. So, congrats to him. He's he's a pretty fun player. He's not someone that like is always heralded as some stud in the media, but it's always known he's a good hockey player. And when you watch him play, he, he can be a pretty fun guy. So, good for him. Yeah, right now he's only four points under a point per game currently projected, sixty nine total points. Nice. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. We're going to go to a quick hockey name of the day. Chase, update. We're sitting 104 internal. you love it. Oh, oh. All right. you. We got old Jake Papalardo. Jake Papalardo. Nailed it. Not Papa, not Pot Papa. Nailed it. Papalardo. Jake Papalardo. He is a 25-year-old center from Ooh. Salem, New Hampshire. Uh, play, played a couple years of NCAA hockey um, between the University of Maine and holy cross um he interesting enough um you know back i think this might have been the last year for it actually 2018 2019 hit an ncaa transfer year and that doesn't really happen anymore you don't have to worry about the transfer years you can just get right right to playing when you transfer um with ncaa it's way easier now the transfer year thing was kind of dumb but at the same time i also understood it but now you know he's able to play 
He ended up turning pro last season, um, playing pro again this year, mostly playing in the SPHL, the Southern Professional Hockey League. Get some East Coast Hockey League games. Um, you know, not someone that's that's going to be a household name, but, you know, playing pro hockey. But one level of international that he did play was um, – so these like the the World University Games is, is, what, they're, is what they're essentially called. Um, Universide is an, like another word that they use for them. But what it is, it's basically the, like – Olympics, for lack of a better term, for um, you know lower level NCAA, higher level NCAA D three, and then for Canada, it'd be their um, you know youth sport guys. It'd be top college players in the UK and Russia, where, you know where, wherever they're from. And like um, Japan's in it every year. They 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 kind of grab their you know their top college players, except for the US and some lower level guys that wouldn't get other attention. And they play in, in these tournaments, and it's going on right now. Actually, um, I don't remember where it's at this year, but like the first game of the tournament. The U.S. beat Great Britain like eighteen and nothing in Ohio, like eighty-two to six. Like it, it's it's even though they're sending the Roaring guys, it's it's always a North America tournament. But nonetheless, he got to play in that, so it's, he still got to represent his country. It's a pretty cool experience. Yeah, pretty cool. I'm loving the name Papalardo. It's a good one. All right, Chase. Well, that's gonna do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, I appreciate will now. it. I appreciate the thanks. I'm, I, was, I was happy to be here. Chase will now hit you with an outro. <laughs> As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Water at it. You can go follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all our podcasts network right there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send your questions, comments, concerns. We appreciate it. Whatever we do, don't forget to use code THPN. We start for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.